1: Ready?
0: Thank you for being a podcast. This is a Wait podcast, up. a podcast.
2: <laughs> that's not the way you do a song about a random topic. Yeah,
0: that's right. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 37-6, and we are your hosts. I am host number one. My name is Robert Nichols,
2: and I am someone that works at the Golden Palace. No, my name is Pernell. <laughs> I'm still caught up in the Golden Girls stuff. Yeah, you,
0: you just you just want to take Don Shields' place, right? You want to be the hotel manager?
2: I would love to be the hotel manager of the Golden Palace. Yeah. I get to hang out with I get to hang out with Blanche all day. <laughs> <You're> Betty White.
0: You <laughs> you you're a Blanche guy, huh?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Blanche was awesome. That's yeah, all about. It's all about Rose. Yeah, Rose was kind. She was a very really kind character. And then Sophia had the mouth. And B. Arthur. B. Arthur's pretty great. <laughs> Dorothy. Well, she's the responsible one. And if you can tell from most media that involves four characters with different personalities, the responsible one is usually the one that gets the most flack. Yeah. Unfortunately. 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 But she's she's pretty... the Leonardo of the Golden Girls. <laughs> she's so
0: funny. Yeah. Blanche is Michelangelo. Right, yeah, and so
2: is Sophia, Sophia,
0: yeah, uh, uh, Donatello is uh, um, that's the hardest one to fit into that
2: that group, uh, of yeah, people I'm like, because it'd be the exact opposite. Betty White, yeah, yeah, Betty White will surprise you, Rose. Rose surprise you. <laughs> she has, she has, oh, that, that's it, does fit because even though they used to give her grief about junk, she always was the one I was like, I have a wiser relative that used to say XYZ, she always had the anecdotes for them for wisdom, so yeah. I was like, huh, maybe, all right, she could.
0: I have um, the Golden Girls dressed up as Ninja Turtles. I was like, oh, I wonder if I can just ask AI. Does that exist? Ask AI to make this. And of course, thanks to the beauty of the internet, it absolutely has. I'm going to copy this image. (laughs) and I'm going to send it to you in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. I mean, it looks like an AI image. There's something about it. That's like, that was created out of noise.
2: I'm trying to count their fingers.
0: No, they're getting better at the fingers, man. Like they're actually oh. pretty good it's words it's words they can't do um, I asked AI today to create an Atari a classic Atari um, a box art mm-hmm. um, with with for a game called podcasting and it looked really good And but like the words were all weird like it's supposed to say 2600 but instead it was like 260 and squiggle mark you know it's
2: just like all those
0: it can't figure out words yet
2: it's or, like that Batman episode where it's like the brain produces words, the brain reads words with the right side of the brain, but dreams are done with the left side of the
0: brain. Yeah, this thing is all. that thing is all dreams, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, AI is I, a dream. Yeah, you it's put something like into a,
0: you, you put something into a pile of math, and then you pick up the other end of it, and if it's not what you wanted, you just throw it back in the math and you do it again.
2: <laughs> Give me more
0: math text, and eventually it'll work out into something. But I feel like. I feel like it's easier just to do the thing you wanted, to, you needed to do in the first place.
2: That's, mm-hmm. that's my
0: that's my take on it. Um, anyway, we we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations.
2: Also, I don't know how you're going to do it, but there's a small part of me, even though it doesn't fit the topic of the episode, I almost want this to somehow be the episode image art. Just somehow, <laughs> I that? don't know.
0: I'll do it. Don't 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 threaten me. I'll,
2: You'd have to find a way to make it fit into the actual topic.
0: I'll just change all of our social media like icons and, and, and profile images to that.
2: <laughs> also, I just realized we are the talking, colors of the ninja turtles are all wrong. They're all
0: wrong. AI is so bad. Yeah, it's it's the golden girls dressed up as ninja turtles, but they're like um they're like Halloween costumes. Almost. It's very the only strange.
2: colors they got right are Raphael and Michelangelo. And, like they're in karate geese wearing
0: masks like they're like they're singers in the Aquabats. But she's they, holding the sword by the blade. She's holding the sword I it's like don't look at the fingers. Look at what the fingers are doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My god. This is step. Hyster- yeah, yeah, some find a way. This needs to be the episode image art. I don't <laughs> I, even
0: I didn't realize she was holding it by holding the sword by the blade until now. <laughs>
2: It is ridiculous. Yeah, and I that's love
0: it. and that's that's Rose in the middle and she's supposed to be carrying nunchucks, but like they're not attached to anything. <laughs> look at look at her other hand. Is that a pile of money? I don't know what that is. The side the, of a chair? Ah, the
2: sweet. answer is yes, they're <laughs> gangster turtles. It's
0: everything combined because that's what it did. It's, it this looks <laughs> close enough to what I think someone should say. Um I mean,
2: Okay. So the episode topic is absolutely not the golden girl. And, and is not the digit turtles.
0: <laughs> the episode topic is also like like made up on the spot because so I thought it'd be fun. Um this is a uh, field day. We're having a field day here at Rhythm and Pixels, right? That's what we're doing. I told you that one. Yeah,
2: time. but I totally forgot to ask if you played anything recently. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I
0: yeah. just haven't gotten back. I wanna play I want to play more Sea of Stars and that's it. And mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, um, so uh, that's cool. I've, been, I've been watching TV shows. It's not like I haven't been able to. I've, I've been doing other things. I just I watch TV. What have you here. been watching? I told you the Golden Girls. Jeez, no, I finished um, Golden Girls. I've been watching the new Frasier, which is the last two episodes are so classic Frasier setups. It's so
2: good. It's perfect. Absolutely. So perfect. it works without Niles it and works, the dad. If and w- Rod.
0: It's well, it's not because it, it's not that show <laughs> because the it, it, because they didn't want to be on it and they're also not alive. Um, the uh, um, yeah, it's good, it's really good. It's just classic Fraser, Fra- Fraser being Fraser.
2: Um, so the only, but just to make sure that the only original cast member on the show is um, um, Ke- Fraser himself, Kelsey yeah, Grammer. Kelsey
0: Grammer is the only, yeah, the only one. Oh, wait, who, someone was in the very beginning. No, it's Niles, Niles and Daphne's son is hanging out with them for some reason, because I think he also goes to Harvard. Um, and then Niles' son, who's um, Freddie, who was in the old episodes, but I doubt it's the same actor. Um, he's in it.
2: And, oh, okay. Yeah, that's
0: it, really. I can't remember. does not there somebody in the first episode that showed up? I think it was a woman who played Daphne. I forget her name, but I think she was in it briefly. Well, I
2: remember Daphne. She's the one that had the accent.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was the... Um, yeah, she was like the the healthcare provider for the father, who was recovering from a gunshot wound. <laughs> Which after like ten seasons, you're like, okay, is he all right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like the answer is he. They just like having her around, and he's got money, so he's like he's coming to work. That's pretty much what it is. And the end, like, like, she's like their, you know, their family
0: member towards the end. Um, yeah, what I forgot we were. I I got I I forgot we were recording. We were recording. <laughs> Wait, how did you forget? what? Because we're just like talking about Frazier, and I'm like, I just zoned out and forgot we were doing this thing.
2: Well, that totally explains why you were like, I told you, Golden Girls. I'm like, well, even <laughs> if you did, you didn't tell the listeners. Listen, well, I mean, I think they could infer
0: that <laughs> based on the opening of the show, um, which is now just us rambling. Um, yeah, I've been watching Golden Girls. I watched the end of, finally watched the end of. Um, Twisted Metal. I've been watching Twisted Metal.
2: I've wanted to start that. I Dude. totally forgot about it, but I like yeah. trailers a lot. It's not what I
0: expected. It is so good. Um, uh, Anthony Mackie is fantastic.
2: Yeah, he plays the main character, right?
0: Yeah, he carries this show. I mean, everyone around him is good, but he is exceptional. He's and so, they made it
2: an action comedy, right? Like, it's more humor than, like, it's violent, but they, it's, they it, really went with the humor. Yeah, it's like
0: violent humor, like, kind of in the way of, um, and violent, I mean, like, bloody violent, and kind of in the way of, like, the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but Which just,
2: fits for Twisted Metal, though, because it was a violent game.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a violent game, but you were just cars shooting at other, each other, other cars. Um,
2: yeah, but, yeah, but, the, but endings, the endings drove it home, though. Oh, boy, they were bad endings. I forget what what about the endings because this might. So the whole premise. So the whole premise of the of twisted metal was there was a guy named Calypso who was basically an incarnation of the devil. Yeah. And he held these weirdo tournaments to give people the option to have whatever wish they wanted. But obviously, since he's the devil, the wishes never go as intended. So. So I—they're all killing each other for these wishes. Oh, and so like if like if um, Sweet Tooth the Clown gets the wish, like what is he doing?
0: Like that's the. Original, and I'm yeah. trying to remember—he
2: was crazy, so his wish was something ridiculous. Like it wasn't even sane. It was just like I'm like a nice ice cream truck yeah. or something like he's, that. He's
0: he's really good in the show. Like he's terrifying, but also like kind of funny, and creates like weird alliances with some of the other characters. But um, I can't give it away because they do reference some of that old stuff. But, like, this, I feel like the nostalgia for Twisted Metal, like, isn't really around the story. <laughs> it's around a bunch of kids sitting around the PlayStation shooting at cars.
2: Yeah, um, I feel like most people don't remember the characters yeah, even. Aside from, like, my favorite car is the ice cream truck. So, basically, Sweet Tooth is, like, the
0: one, most, the one people most people remember. I think you can play as a police car or something like that. But, like, the show is, like, has nothing to do with that stuff. It's, it's just so crazy. So crazy.
2: Um, I have written down to watch Twisted Metal.
0: Yeah. Okay. If anything, just watch that. F- the first episode sucked me in. It's it's very very good, very very good. It, the, it sets up the premise, but it's also like shows off Anthony Mackie.
2: Okay, which I like I, I mean my first experience with him that I can remember anyway was the Avenger, oh Captain America, and yeah. I thought he was awesome. So I'm yeah, good he was really really
0: yeah he was um
2: a guy with wings. I don't remember that guy's name. He was, I think, he was the roadie of the show. The roadie? No, 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 no. Roadie was Iron Man. I'm a dense guy. He was just basically uh, his friend, Captain America's friend. Yeah, yeah, but
0: he comes. He's in later shows too, along with Winter Soldier or something like that. It's yeah, he Falcon. 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 That's Falcon. Yeah, yeah, he becomes a yeah. captain because because America needs a captain. We 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 don't know. We can't steer the ship clearly.
2: We need, we need... Oh no! Oh no! We can't. No, we no, can. we can't.
0: So, what have you been playing? Because you've had some time off, and I'm sure you've been.
2: Honestly, it- it's a, it's a joke. I have not been putting it to use. I've been off all week, and I'll be off all next week. And I've barely have time to play anything. Though the stuff I did play, I did start playing Control again, which is pretty cool because it, it it was like riding a bike. Like I got right back on the game. I was like, "What am I able to do? What are my goals?" And I admit, I don't think I got very far in the game on the first play, because you might remember this, because I feel like this is something that you'd remember from the game. There's an obstacle course you're supposed to do at one point, like a side mission. Yeah. And it's got a really dopey voiceover guy who's like, three, two, one. And I was doing that. And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, I I ended up getting it done, and I got the shield upgrade by doing that. But... I was like, okay, this is all coming back to me now. The combat was coming back to me. The idea of, like, even though you have guns, I felt like I was getting more mileage out of just throwing trash at everybody. Oh, yeah. Especially if
0: you're leveling up,
2: you're throwing. Like, it
0: really, like, amplifies the damage by just throwing
2: crap at enemies. And I am not hoarding the resources for upgrading stuff in this game. I'm like, if I can upgrade it, I want it because... The game gets rough fast if you don't. Like when you start fighting the flying oh. wraith characters and stuff, I was like, "Whoops!" What, you know, when there's
0: multiples of those flying enemies on the screen, I I had to restart so many times. Like I'm not good at these 3D like shooting like fast paced things. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't I can hardly control a 3D game that's like slow like The Witness. You know, <laughs> I'm always like and screwing up. And so, it's funny you say that. Once it gets that one. fast, it gets it does it the, the difficulty does get way up there I just assumed it's because I don't
2: really play these types of games that I was like really struggling but it, it was hard it gets hard and the funny it's funny you say it because I am playing I'm trying to play Yakuza 7 again too but related to your mentioning of like 3d action and all that stuff a game I had to review this week that I've been trying to play a bit of is called Gunhead which is a sequel to Dark, which is a game I played back in like 2017 oh, wow. but to go into the general specific of it, it's just your ship like a pirate, uh, a space pirate trying to collect debris and stuff from like hijacking ships. And it's a 3D, like first person shooter. So all directions, things can come at you. And you're navigating these ships and you have four guns from your head that you can fire simultaneously or intermittently or however you want. And I get so lost just trying to make sure I get everybody all around the room. Don't get shot from behind. It's hard. It is hard. It's one of the things where it's like, is this because i'm older now or is it just genuinely difficult that happens tough. more often than you would think like questioning your age versus your skill it messes with me it is hard it's a tough game but now I watch a reviewer that other another reviewer who played it they'll go i had a pretty easy time with it for my tenure. i was like i hate you I hate you. <laughs> you didn't have an easy time you're lying you beat it i bet um I feel like one of those angry like, like, yeah, YouTube watches where it's just like, that reviewer's lying about his time with the game. Like, you didn't beat that game. You're lying. It's not easy. But uh, I do think the game is cool. And aside from that, it's just been like, just putzing around with games here and there, like grabbing stuff off of the, ste- off of the Steam, trying to play Remnant Through the Ashes, and talking myself out of buying Remnant 2 because I realize I haven't played Remnant Through the Ashes, which feels like I'm throwing money away if I buy one before the other, mm-hmm. or whatever, so... But if it ends up on sale and I can find a physical, I'll probably buy it in. Yeah, if you get the physical, you're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll put that on the stack. Exactly. Belong to the stack. But uh, but for the most part, yeah, I haven't had time to play a lot. So it's just my mom in the hospital. take my mom to medical yeah. junk every day. Wow. And then the one day I didn't. I drove to Baltimore for the day to visit with friends and then drove home. And it's just been like, it's man. a big trip. That's a big trip. It is. It just feels like free time just begets more obligations so there is yeah, no real are. free time anymore it's,
0: it's like we because it's like we almost uh, we don't even think about it it's it's almost subconscious we just start like oh well i have 5 days off so i got this to do i got this to do i got this to do and it just fills up
2: yes it does i hate it but also like it a little because it does at least mean that i don't so, I mean, the alternative would be me sitting at home every day going, man, I wish I had a thing to do. But instead, I'm always like, man, I got lots to do all the time. All the I time. never feel bored. So I can't complain because I remember the days when I did feel bored half the time and I hated it.
0: Yeah, there's just too much to do to feel bored, honestly. But you have to give yourself time not to do things because if you're always running around, running around, running around, then you can't stop and you know think and be
2: creative I will say at least one of the one at one point during one of these days, I did go for a walk and sit near the stream for a while. So I got a little bit of that in there.
0: Yeah. yeah, we live around some really nice areas. You're really close to some really nice parks and, and the Greenway and all that.
2: Absolutely. And I do take advantage. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So we should probably start up the show, we start up some music. <laughs>
2: We are... We should just start doing... I wonder wonder if anybody's listening to this, if they're in the Discord, they should just respond, like, do you feel like we should just put, like, a blip in the episodes, like, if you don't want to hear the preamble, skip to this. (laughs) At the beginning
0: of, like, the little show notes, it says, skip 16 minutes if you want to hear these two jokers talking again. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, I think it's good. Joke's on you! (laughs) This show is more talking in it. Um, That's right. right, So the topic is field day. I told Pranod I want to do a field day episode. Of where, where it's like you know when you're kids and you have to go and do random sports like really quickly and then maybe get a medal and then eat some cake. So I thought you know we could cake. try. That. <laughs> um, I, I went to a bakery today. I'll tell you more about that later. So I thought yeah, is we, that
2: where the cake came? Because, like I don't remember any field day ever to get I, results in cake. We're we're looking at
0: places that can serve cupcakes and things for my son's first birthday next year. So um,
2: and it'll be here before you. I, I know, know that's it.
0: that's why we're like we better plan this now.
2: Actually, uh, also, I know uh, a person. I, well, if, you, if you're serious about that, I know a person who right. makes some banging cupcakes. Oh We've already set up. Totally do it. Well, there's a local place
0: uh, we've already set up. Uh, ah, next. Right, uh, right. I forget the name. Oh my god! It's got. It's got. Anyway, you know where? I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Anyway, so Field Day. <laughs> Why did I? Get Cupcake here? Day. How did I get here?
2: well you got home from work I'm really <laughs> you lost. that down
0: no so yeah I thought something from my mind field day I thought like light hearted like light sports games and, and and also originally I thought normal games like any other type of game normal games any other type of game where the mini game is a sports game and I know that's out there but I couldn't I ended up not being able to think of any so I'm
2: I will outright tell you, I did not do that. Yeah, or, or
0: be like like a soccer game, but it's like not. It's like Mega Man soccer. You know, it's like that. It's like
2: different. Um, God, I want to play Mega.
0: And for me, I eventually went. I eventually went with um, a little mixture of that and um, games that's all sports mini games. Ooh, ooh,
2: okay. Like
0: Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics, but I didn't
2: pick from that one. You know, what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. That probably had good music in it, though. I That's mean, very, I that that very right good. From it yeah. once,
0: yeah. It's got a lot of good people in it. So, I'll start things off. Um, I wanted to go with this one. Is oh, so many to choose from for now. <laughs> Let's start with some um, some chill, some some chill vibes. This is Championship Mode from Nagano Winter Olympics, 1998, for the N64, uh, composed by Soshiro Hokai and. Akira Yamaoka and Keiko Fukami.
2: Akira Yamaoka?
0: Yeah, Akira. This is like, this is an early, early, early days uh, Konami Konami thing. Okay. I think it may mean, I not mean be Konami actually. I have to look that up again. But yeah, I, I saw Akira Yamaoka. I thought that was really interesting. So here you go. This is Championship Mode from Nagam Nag, 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 from the Winter Olympics nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> okay so we're back um now for now uh did you ever have a tween. <laughs> this is uh, the this is yeah this is from nagano summer i'm sorry nagano winter this is clearly winter music this is nagano winter olympics 1998 championship mode for the n64.
2: this is I good this is i mean this is like real th- there's three it started th- playing and my thought was like well i can't top this this episode you
0: got it. <laughs> i'm glad you like it yeah i i mean there's three composers listed. One of them, I believe, is just could be uh, could, could have composed some of the songs, but I know is also the uh, like the sound like designer or whatever. So like that might be just like the manager of the other two. <laughs> so it could be Yamaoka and Keiko Fukami, and their wonderful manager, Soshiro Hokai.
2: <laughs> I want it to be Akira Yamaoka for sure because. I, I mean, would like to believe that once upon a time, he wasn't writing like gloomy music. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, I clearly need to look up music by Keiko Fukami to see <laughs> which one matches up closer, because this doesn't sound like Yamaoka to me.
2: Not at all. I mean, then again, you got to remember, he did do Diamond Jealousy, and that was like when I learned that he could do stuff outside of that Silent Hill mood. Diamond Jealousy was a E.E. E. Mall track from Poppin' Music. Oh okay, I was gonna say yeah. You, like, you gotta keep. I going. figured as much. I was like, I gotta. I better explain this. Like, what the hell is diamond jealousy? Right, so it was actually. So it was in a rhythm game. In the rhythm game. Yeah, it was a poppin' music track. You back in the day, you had to like get their little magic card thing that you got at the arcade, and you kept track of your progress and earned currency to buy songs, and that was a song you could buy.
1: Hmm.
2: And it was a good one too. So what did it? What was the style? Then what did it sound like? It was very rockish, like future rock. Oh, yeah! I don't very much the opposite of anything in Silent Hill.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very much. Yeah, see, I don't know. It might not be him on this track then, because this track is like, I don't know. It sounds like a more like like on the beach. You know, this sounds like uh, yachting. We're yachting. You gotta remember together. You gotta remember
2: ultimately together we're yachting forever. (laughs) Yeah, but you gotta remember that. Typically, with a composition, it just boils down to the requester saying, "Give me this vibe." Yeah, and any, and a true. talented artist will give you that. So could be, could be, could be. Proud. I feel like I know. There's, I know you obviously, but I'm trying to think of anybody else we know personally that are, like that composes music using like I know like Matt might do that, but it'd be cool to be like, hey, if we could get like three people to have like a random music composition contest, we need scary, we need lively. <laughs> we need relaxing give us music and then to see what comes up what comes to mind obviously it takes longer than like a month to do something like that but it's an interesting thought you be like here's a contest come up with three tracks that hit these three notes and see who does the best because you'd be amazed by how different everyone's versions will be based off of one word yeah definitely yeah
0: it's do you think amazing. do you think they went to the composers here and said, Winter. Winter fun. <laughs> winter fun. That no, was one word. So it has to be
2: Nagano. Okay. <laughs> Just give us Nagano. I'm asking, I bet. I kid you not. I would not be surprised if it was something akin to like, we want winter, cool, and breezy. Yeah. I can see that. Those three words
0: resulting in this. And it's background music for every mini game in this game. So it's got to be real catchy. And loop
2: constantly. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I I can do it, and I like the sound. Yeah, it's very... good.
0: Yeah, this. I mean, I I can say it. it's, this is. A, I really like this track. And it sounds like something that would be on KBGM. Uh, the last wave because it's just real, real smooth. But oh, to the letter. Yeah, but we can't we can't stay in this town. We gotta leave Nagano.
1: No, in <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> see what Pernell brought to the table. I know. I know, I picked the best song of the episode first, but Well Or I was being nice,
2: but you know what? I got one track that I think you could totally deserve it totally thought that. You deserve it. And I'm not even going to tell you to which. Us. I got one track that could beat it, and I'm not even going to tell you which one it is. You can figure it out for yourself. Okay. But this first track, so the vibe I went with on this topic was things that resemble events that I could see happening during field day. Okay. regardless of what kind of game it came from or what the premise so was. So something like, that was going gu- to happen on field day. Yeah, though so I kind of cheated with one of them and was like, eh, we had science fair does sometimes lip, like science fair week and field day and, some, and one of my schools SC day intermingled. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I can do that. I'm allowed. But for this track, I went with a track from the game called Nippon Marathon and the track title is called No Parking Wednesday 8 to 10 a.m. Street Sweeping by <laughs> Robert Ruby.
0: That's an amazing title.
2: I love it so much. There it is, that's my jam right there, and now I'm gonna leave with the question for you. I'm going to do this with every track I picked this episode. Is this a track I think is better than the previous one? <laughs> Are you asking me now? If I not, yes. not the listeners.
0: Um I like the previous one better. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily a better song. For ah. me for me, this is not the better song.
2: It's <laughs> <Dun, dun, dun.
0: laughs> a nice way of me saying that but I don't think it's a bad song. I think it's fun. I think this is a lot of fun. It's just really different. This is very different. This is more of a Pernell, Pernell jam. Purnell's feeling oh, good. Oh, I love
2: this track so much. And yeah. I feel like it very much encompasses, maybe not the track, but like the influence for the game itself, encompasses what I perceive as being a field day activity. This yeah. track title, by the way, coming back is No Parking Wednesday, 8 to 10 a.m. Street Sweeping from the game Nippon Marathon composed by Robert Ruby. And this game is the equivalent of if you're familiar with the game or the old TV show Takeshi's Castle, um, a bunch of people doing like a sort of relay race or obstacle course race through various areas within Japan. Yeah, they with they, they the, changed the name. Money,
0: money. They called it um, like something extreme challenge, the most extreme challenge, or something like
2: that. No, no, that's just the U.S. name for yeah, it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's that's what some people know it by because.
2: Uh, That's, how it that makes re- That's how
0: it was released out here. No one knew that Beat Takeshi had a whole thing going on.
2: <laughs> and most people need not know who Beat Takeshi was. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's a really weird game. It was made by, a, I want to say it was a husband and wife pair. Huh. And it had some technical issues going for it, for sure. But the heart and soul of it was 100% there. And I love the game for that reason alone. Uh, and it's just such a fun time. You're attacking each other using various fruit pickups like bananas and watermelons and pineapples. It's just strange, but it's a lot of fun for how ridiculous it is. And again, I feel like this is a similar similar to something you would have done like a field day as in like they had obstacle courses in field day where you had to like run from one point to the other and yeah. dodge the things or jump the things.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like like some some weird excuse for you to run from one side of the field to the other side. All right. Yep. There you go. Yeah, you have to. You have to. You have to take an egg and run it all the way to the other side of the field without breaking it.
2: <laughs> now that was fun. I have done that before.
0: Yeah, but this game, it's like that. You're just like you're just running around through things. It's like Fall Guys almost, but like
2: before Fall Guys about this game like the thing i liked the most about it was like the ridiculous character costumes that they had oh yeah so and i guess in that regard it could be like fall guys too because you could unlock the different weird costumes for them um but one of the characters in the game was a girl who was dressed up like a narwhal because she's obsessed with narwhals but since most people don't know what a narwhal is they kept saying she was a unicorn it's like i'm not a unicorn i'm a narwhal <laughs> it's like a whale with like a horn on his head yeah but uh It was just kind of funny about how that played out throughout the narrative of the game. And all the characters have really cornball narratives. One guy is dressed like a lobster. Um, One old guy is dressed like a magical girl. And I'm trying to remember what the the one guy is like an actual dog. It's just strange. It's It's really strange. That's
0: right. The one character is is
2: just like their dog, right? You're not playing as a person. You're playing as their dog. No, no. It's a person. But it's a dog. Like, it's a a bipedal dog in an outfit. So I can't remember if he was a man dressed like a dog or if he was an actual dog. But it's a dog. It's <laughs> such a strange That's game, so and I weird. love everything about the fact that it's strange. I know. I, I embrace it.
0: It's like I think they the I I like to think that they weren't intentionally starting to make a strange game, and then like a week later they're like, hey, "This is weird, isn't it? We should lean into the weirdness, right?" Like this is this is not a game people would normally do.
2: Embrace it.
0: Yeah, just just embrace it. Lean lean right into that. Um, okay, our next track we're gonna have some classic Game Boy music. This is background music too from Track and Field for the Nintendo Game Boy, composed by Akihiro Juchiya. Man, I don't want to stop this. I love this. Well, no,
2: one more loop. One more
0: <laughs> no, this is um, we're listening to music from Track and Field for the Nintendo Game Boy. Background music two, composed by Akihiro Juichia, and this is this is what this is everything that's right and beautiful and good about music on the Game Boy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it I, is all the little things I like about it. It's all happening at one time. And I don't know how they cram this much into just four sounds. One of them is just noise.
2: (laughs) And I've been thinking about, like, the, the Game Boy recently, too. Like, more so that Mickey's Dangerous Chase and, uh, what was it? Skate or Die, Bad and Red. Yeah, yeah. Both of those games have solid OSTs. Really I think they're good. both by Konami too, just like
0: yeah. Track and Field. Yeah, yeah. Konami uh, did Track and Field, and yeah, also Bad and Red. That's the one Skater Die game that Konami did for some reason. Maybe they got the rights to do it. I don't know what happened there. I'd like to know the story behind that actually, because I think Skater Die was an American game, right? It was like some American studio. Uh, it was Acclaim. Acclaim. That was American, right?
2: I uh, that I don't know. Oh. I would like to say it is because I feel like I remember him having a studio in Chicago, uh, but okay. that could also have been Midway, mm.
0: and they could also just published. We don't know who developed. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I I love these like silly mini game type things. I I grew up playing these with my brother all the time, like these types of games. So um, have it on the go with some sick Game Boy music. There's there's three background music tracks. One of them is really short. I'm not sure if it's really like full background music or for like something else and then there's two other ones and this is one this one and the other one and this this is they're both actually
2: really good but this one is really nope. Like, super they cool. were i just i just i just <sighs> i just i tracked what you were looking into no i was acclaim was actually in beverly hills california their uh, ceo's name was howard marks okay so they were definitely u.s which just leads to more questions
0: yeah yeah so yeah how did how did how did Skater Die get into the hands of Konami just for the Game Boy game? That's so interesting. I'll no, to
2: make sure I didn't get it wrong and it wasn't actually LJ Annered. Or... No. But that's the one I haven't played. No. Because the re- we were both wrong. Oh. Electronic Arts oh, was, was yeah, Skater Die. Yeah, that's right. Rob and Hubbard Konami. Yeah. And Konami. What is going on with the internet? So it was Electronic Arts. Yes. And I guess there's probably a history, like you said, to why I ended up going to Konami for the Game Boy Games, but it was pretty much electronic arts until the Game Boy game. And <laughs> potentially Skater Die 2.
0: No, Skaterdy 2 was it was yeah, because it had Rob it still had the Rob Hubbard intro and everything.
2: Pure disclaimer, by the way, folks, by that I mean electric boogaloo. We are totally shooting from the hip here. I, None yeah, of this is documented knowledge. <laughs> Except I, for the Beverly Hills thing. All right, I would just,
0: I would just love to know what, what the story is around this. But anyway, I, I, love these types of games. They're a good time. I, I feel like you cram a whole bunch of mini games like Skate or Die into one thing, and you just, it becomes, it becomes perfect for competition between people, because even if it's only one player game, like you're both passing the controller back and forth. I can do it better.
2: I could do it better. I could do mm-hmm. it better. We um, absolutely did that with Tracker Field too. The high dive. My uh, brother and I just. Because sometimes the games were just straight up two players where you would just go player one, then player two, then player one, then player two, which is the same effect as pass the controller back and forth, but like, it was just like, oh, my high dive was this, what is your high dive? Beat that, jump! You know? And you're doing that, and it was just good trash talking fun. Good trash talking fun. Yeah. And a lot of times it just involved mashing buttons.
0: Yeah, it's always, yeah, uh, anybody can play this game, but if you're just mashing the buttons, you can mash them faster. Um, track and field is classic. That like um, I've always won I've never seen the, the arcade game of track and field, but I know it's just two buttons, and then it gets you just going. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs>
2: On this and I remember one. doing the high dive, but we were just... You know, I'm sure there was an entire mechanic behind how to do good dive motions, but honestly, we just mashed the buttons <laughs> expecting to get a high score. At
0: some point, I figured out how to... I remember playing this with um, my cousin Mike. We figured out how to like do specific moves on the controller, and then we learned it. Like, one day, I know we figured it out, but... Yeah. Wow, I, for, I forgotten about the high dive. When I think about track and Field 2, I always think about arm wrestling... <laughs> because we played that. and God, that game hurts. And um, Taekwondo, because I was obsessed with Street Fighter, and the idea of having a two-player fighting game, <laughs> even if it's just a little mini one, um, on the NES was a really cool idea.
2: I think that was around the time of Street Fighter 2. Yeah, around that time, I think.
0: Um, okay, so we're on to your next track.
2: Oh, I thought mine was the one we just played, No Parking Wednesday.
0: And then we listened to my Nintendo Game Boy song.
2: Because I'm so jealous. Dang, gummit.
0: So okay. To, uh, our listeners should know that we had like a little break in between because my computer crashed and it was down for like a while and then immediately Purnell got a phone call. So <laughs> Yeah,
2: so that does explain. So you're like, Why is he forgetting? So we're a little we bit behind that. on things. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, what's what's your next one? Alright, so this track actually comes from a game I played through very recently, but it still in my opinion fits the envelope for the moment I'm choosing from the game Um, This is the Simpsons arcade game and this is Konami Um, and this is bonus stage one from that game composed by Norio Hanzawa Yeah
0: Oh, okay, for now. That's um, a little crazy.
2: <laughs> just a bit, just a bit. I thought about slapping on um, the Land Amusement Park theme after that, in case the loop got annoying. But the track itself, I think, is fairly solid. Um, this is the bonus stage one theme from the Simpsons Arcade game, composed by Norio Hanzawa. Um, this is a track that plays after the first stage, where you need to catch, you to fill up a balloon in order to follow Maggie and Mr. Smithers to Krustyland Amusement Park. And which is the second stage. And the thing about this that I think is interesting and why I picked it was for two reasons. Three reasons rather. One, I just played this game at Barcade last weekend. And I love Simpson's arcade game, but it was kind of nice to be like, oh, I haven't played this in a while. I'm trying to do it again and I played through the entire thing. It took me maybe like three dollars or so to do it. Um second thing is because I feel like in any iteration of this game being played it's one thing to say you can't hear the music for the stages playing because Mm. you know you're in an arcade and it's noisy but even if you're not in a noisy arcade you i've still never heard the music for the bonus level because you're everybody's too busy mashing the buttons so hard that you can't hear anything and since the way that due to the way the buttons are cut on the on the cabinet you're actually smacking the console itself not just the buttons so you got four people go, <laughs> <laughs> over, over just until it's over. Uh, so I wanted to do that. But then lastly, I picked it because remember I remember earlier I mentioned the idea of like how we had science fair and, and field day in the same week. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So one of the things they used to have us do at one of our science fairs was working with air pressure and whatnot, where they would make you fill up a balloon. Everybody gets a balloon of the same type. Mm. And you had to fill the balloon up as high as you far as you could without it blowing up. And whoever got the highest or the best circumference, they would win for that contest. So <laughs> okay. it was a question to be like, so, okay, wait. can I tell what it is about the pop? So it's still field day.
0: It was still field this, day this, for us. This, this, this sounds like a field day exercise.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, they, yeah, as yeah. I like they combined the two because they were like, we want kids to oh, kind of yeah, embrace yeah. science too. So we're going to have them kind of in the same block of time. I know. It's
0: cute. It's cute. So how did you do? Oh, I kicked the I kicked crap out of it. I was good for
2: science day. <laughs> <or> science <laughs> I, 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 love, I love this is like, we're like little kids and you're like, yeah, I did good. Hell yeah, I did good. I stopped those kids. Like that's the thing, like field day. You don't think so I was scrawny. a tough like, kid? I was a tough kid. But that's just it though. Field day <laughs> was the scenario where you didn't have to be tough. <laughs> School physicals was where everybody felt, if you were like a scrawny kid, you felt stupid or whatever, a weak because you couldn't climb the rope. You couldn't do the push-ups and the sit-ups, mm. but field day was different. Field day was you being like, I'm a rambunctious kid. I can run an obstacle course. I can dive underneath this par- this parachute yeah, yeah. thing. And
0: you can tie my leg to another kid's leg, and we can run like hell.
2: We could do yeah, that. Yeah, because it was more fun and less strength-based. It was more energy and fun-based. Like You could just get into the moment and yeah. have a good time. Uh and science stuff, I was a goober for science, so back then, I thought I could actually become a scientist, so I was into all those things. So, something like this is like, oh, absolutely, I can tell based on the pressure on this balloon, if I press on the size here, yeah. this can't take much more, I better let it go. Like, I was like, doing weird junk to check with a balloon pressure. I miss those days sometimes. I don't miss them enough to go back, but I miss them enough to be nostalgic for well, them. I've got good so. news,
0: you can't go back.
2: This but is, that's not that's, that's that's not good news, bro. This is the, human the good news. news would be time travel came to exist, uh, and I could somehow also revert back to that state with my memories intact.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There'd be a lot of things to do with that time machine before I went and changed a childhood memory. And then, it, it, no, would, I, really it would become be new memories. Yourself and change
2: yourself, or no, you create keep... new memories. You know the rule: you splinter off into a new timeline. Ah, so what happened in the old timeline? It keeps going, but you leave it.
0: You just, you just take off. Well, I think you once take you, off. Yeah, once you start time travel, I feel like you're gone. Like whatever life you knew is now gone because now you're. You
2: can get, now you're on every I can, timeline. I do feel like, and we've had. I feel like that could be a whole episode. I swear, just the ridiculousness of that conversation. Because always I feel like every few years I have it, but I always felt like if you left a present point in time, if you went back you are instantly going to another another timeline because you couldn't exist in a timeline that you've already lived because you weren't there you couldn't have been there which means you're somewhere else another point another time another point in time on another window of time if you go forward in time beyond the point you originally left then it is possible for you to go back to your old timeline because technically you left and came back but time is linger but also splinters so It gets ridiculous in that capacity, but like I've drawn diagrams, and for those who are wondering why is he so concerned about time travel, and it was because, and Rob can vouch for this, when I think I understand something, or I'm just passionate about something, I get aggressively like combative about the point, like, no, this is it! And uh, a group of friends and I were watching Back to the Future, the original movies, and keep in mind, at this point I had never seen a third movie, I'd only seen one and two, and they were talking about time travel, obviously. And I was talking about how in the movies, the concept of time travel didn't make any sense. Like, they couldn't do that. You could not, Back to the Future 1 cannot work. Just can't work. And I was like, yes, okay. he's like, like, no, it can't. <laughs> it's two different time frames. Two different timelines here. Um, At the meet- and it- then I drew a diagram about it on a piece of notebook <laughs> paper. And I was like, this is how it would work. And my friend was like, whatever. Well, the movie says it, so whatever. You're not a scientist. Bro. I was like, I know I'm not. I'm just not stupid. And then oh, we watched rough. the third because I was getting a, passionately aggressive about it at wow. this point, man. This and is- uh, when the third movie started airing, and we were watching it. There's an exact point in the movie where Doc Braille starts to go off about how he had time travel all wrong and how his how it actually has to work for things to happen the way they do. And I'm like, it's almost like someone was thinking about this movie and said, "This doesn't make sense." Well, I mean, so we got. When
0: you're writing science fiction, sometimes the fiction comes first and then you fit the science around it.
2: I agree with that. I totally agree with that. But that's part of the fun of it too, right? Like, let's say before the third movie. Like, the (laughs) third movie never existed, right? Yeah. You're just having conversations, which is pretty much what happened in my mind because I hadn't seen the third movie. So it's like, you just kind of want to make sense of it. And of course, there comes to a point where you just go, I just want to embrace the science fiction and have fun. (laughs) And that's how a lot of that stuff is. And I can do that. Yeah. But- if you're going to tell me that what I'm saying doesn't make sense, I'm like, no, I thought way too much about this for a piece of entertainment. It definitely makes sense. <laughs> like it was just fun. Me being ridiculous and having fun with just like discussing. Does the Pokemon world have meat products? <laughs> like this weird stuff like that. <laughs> and we do have these conversations. Like, do they have meat in the Pokemon universe? Yeah. The answer is yes, but also no, they are. <laughs> it's so funny. It's a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah it's a compli- it's a
0: complicated world to live in. I would I would say.
2: Well, yes, it is. Saying. But that's part of the
0: fun. Like, <laughs> All right, I don't so, know. I w- I'm going to drag us down. I'll keep going. But- no, that's okay. Well, I mean, honestly, to be honest, uh, be- between the computer issues and um, Back to the Future, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we should dive into the bonus round. Uh, how do you How do you feel about that?
2: Yes and no, because I did have one other. How about I pick a track and but yours can follow it and we don't talk about it <laughs> hey, Brock, <laughs> how, about, the-
0: how about we just do it anyway
2: i was <laughs> I'm like i'm really passionate about yeah i yeah. well, lead it in what, what, what do you have what do you have all right so this is the track spoiler alert well i feel like this is the one that could have probably beaten the first one it's a track i thought i played on the show before but i actually didn't somehow um this is from the game half minute hero and it's called scatter the enemy composed by Megumi Komagata. Told you I feel like this yeah. one can compete with that first track. No, this
0: is good. Maybe I'm just in the more in the mood for this stuff like this this this
2: era of music. This is fantastic. It's a good era, man. This was PSP magic right here. This is from the game Half Minute Hero called Scatter the Enemy, composed by Megumi Komagata. I look at this track as being running the five hundred yard da- the five hundred meter dash if the stadium was on fire. Uh <laughs> and I feel like that fits. I think it fits. Um but it's such a good track. I actually broke out the PSP today to play the game again because I got nostalgic for the game oh. while picking this tune. <laughs> like it's I mean, I could probably get this on Steam at this point, but I want to play my PSP copy because I still have it. Um you're like oh, the PSP sitting right there. I can just I can just do it.
0: I can just boot it up. <laughs> All right. And if the the next song we're going pick... to Oh, you have something more to say. <laughs>
2: No, 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 no. I, I pretty much nailed down like where
0: I think I, it fits into like field it. day. It's good. Um, my next track is a little bit on that side. This is, um, actually, it's called Sound Number 88. I think it's an unused track in the, uh, the tennis game. Wimbledon Champion Tennis for the Sega Genesis, composed by the alias Crush X. I don't have a composer name. So this is sound number 88 from the game Wimbledon Championship Tennis for the Sega Genesis composed by Crush X. Um, I think this is unused ending theme music or credit roll because it has that sound to it.
2: I love this. This is, this is a good one too. Yeah, I, I,
0: <laughs> I know when he was like, ah, I don't want to lose this one track. This is my I l- track. <laughs> I didn't want to lose either. Um, things,
2: things. Sometimes you just wonder if you're like, we're in a rush, we out of time, like well, just slap the track its slap it in,
0: do it. Oh man, I know this 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 music really really got me today. I was like, this is this is great because some the, some of the tracks in the game are okay, but like this is something
2: else entirely. It's pretty darn. Good. I I was I was doing the I was eating some corn over here, bopping my head in appreciation, <laughs> supportive <laughs> appreciation, and then more corn.
0: <laughs> More corn alright we're going to turn the track down we're going to turn it all the way down and we're going to get into the part of the show that we call the bonus round oh, I'm sorry bon- bonus round I'm sorry did I catch you during dinner?
2: podcast dinner? Oh, uh we call
0: uh, our bonus round is where we play covers and arrangements and remixes on our theme um Oh for real. So we got we got a we got an order there. All right. So I was like, oh, do I play? Do I go first? Yeah. Um, this is music from the game New International Track and Field for the Nintendo DS. Um, this uh, is a track and field game for the DS. I don't know who the composer is on this one, um, exactly, uh, but I know who the original composer is because it is um, Sparkster, the Rocket Knight, actually makes an appearance in this game, and they did like a remixed version of the track Lakeside from Rocket Knight. So this is Lakeside from Sparkster on New International Track and Field. You're listening to music from New International Track and Field for the Nintendo DS. This is a remix of Lakeside from the game Rocket Knight, uh, which was for the Mega Drive. It's Sega Genesis, but yeah, which Prunel loves this music. He has very fond memories of this
2: music. Oh, absolutely. This I, I played the crap out of Rocket Knight Adventures, and Sparkster, I played the first two levels and stopped, but I would always go back to play the first two levels and stop. <laughs> Because I like this track so much. It's really this good. This is the second track. Of this, this is the track for Stage 1-2. Mm. And 1-1 is also a fantastic bop of a jam. Uh, so, yeah, I'm down for both of God, it's such a great... God, I miss these games. I miss this stuff. And apparently, I didn't buy this DS game. Like me, the guy who bought every DS game, did not buy International Track and Field yeah, for I was, DS. Yeah, this doesn't seem like something you
0: play, but it could be. It's interesting because you know how, like, um, like in some of those Track and Field games, you have to, like, take the D pad and like f- move it in a circle as fast as possible. And it destroys your thumb.
2: It has, like mm-hmm. it
0: has similar things like that, but you, you, it's using the touch pad on the bottom screen, the bottom screen touch pad. And you like, like spin the circle as fast as you can. So it's like, you're doing some of the same motions, but like on a smooth surface.
2: <laughs> hmm. Um, so yeah, probably breaking your screen by like, carving a, like it a destroy Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, was this was this a later title in the DS, like, um, history? Apparently, no. No? So I, I guess it kind of was, because the 3DS came out in, like, 2011 or 2010, and this came out in 2008. So okay, I so, guess you can consider this to be, like, later in the system's life. Yeah, I think so. It sounds it sounds a
0: little bit later. Like, one of, like, the last, final, not the final ones, but, because, I mean, I think they rolled right from the DS to the, the next one, right? Yeah, the, the DS came out
2: in, like, 2004.
0: 5, I mean they were they were they, re- they I mean it's not like they were releasing d s games when the three d s came out they stopped production
2: oh they totally were oh, oh, they, so they totally were? Were. oh okay, interesting um, and the three d s came out in two thousand eleven, so I'd say let's call this like early end game midpoint,
0: yeah, interesting,
2: okay, now that we got that figured out, <laughs> Brunel, what's yours so this is my version of and the rest at gilligan's Isle um for this theme, because I was like, I can't come up with a remix that fits a game that I want to find. But Mario Party is pretty much yeah, you can all put this stuff game. in there somewhere. Absolutely. So I found a remix that I liked for Mario Party. Most specifically, Mario Party 3. So this is the Spiny Desert Jazz Fusion Arrangement by Arcade Bops, composed by Clint Bile, uh, Blyle God, If he's listening to this, he'll go, this is how it's pronounced, but Clint Blyle and carlos mata alvarez Welcome back. You are listening to the Spiny Desert Jazz Fusion arrangement from the game Mario Party Three, or rather, composed from the track within the game Mario Party Three by Arcade Bops, made up of Clint Bleal and Carlos Mata Alvarez. I'm going with Bleal. I'm sticking with it. Hey, this one says um, that the range... by my attorney. <laughs> this one says the arrangement was by Carlos uh, Mata Alvarez. Yes. Yeah, which is cool. So, I love this track. I love Mario Party. And it's no stranger to people that Mario Party 3 is probably one of, if not my favorite Mario Party games, most notably because the reverse mushroom and the Bowser phone, which was freaking great as hell. Oh, the
0: dual glow. Is that the one with like the uh, the little little bubble
2: machine? No, that was Mario Party 5. You're talking about the capsule machine where you put money in there rather than have you shop at the store. Yeah. Yeah. It was like. I wasn't a big fan of the capsule mission because I was I like, like, you don't get to choose the items you want. It was like, put money in and you'll get a ball. Like, no, I want to buy my items and target enemies and steal their money. You That's what friends. I want to do. You, you mean no, friends? No, I don't. In the Mario <laughs> Party world, everyone's an enemy until we're not, and those are called hostile alliances. I'll take it. <laughs> Mario Party. I love Mario Party so much, and I wish I got to play more of it over the years. But gosh, that was a franchise that. When you had the right group of people playing it, it was a blast. I love Mario Party. Well, for more information
0: on the bonus round part of our show, please go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to the artists' band camps and SoundClouds where you can go and buy and stream the music and support these artists. All right, this feels like our, our victory march. For now, this is what this sounds like. We're doing our little lap around around the rink because we've already won the game.
2: Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. I think we would be good as th- we Do you think we could do the three-legged race? No, we're, I, I, that's hard to say because our. I feel like our heights are close enough that it wouldn't feel like, lopsided. Yeah, like I'm not short, but I'm not tall. So, but I mean, you're you're firmly in the tall
0: tall category. So. It's not like I'll be looking up at you the whole time.
2: I, I do miss like I. I used to have a friend. I want you in the he's wheelbarrow. Though. The wheelbarrow? I, no, you don't want to do that with me. I was about to tell a story. that no. he's right into that. I'm you gonna don't say want to because because you're so much taller. Like you'd be in, you'd be ahead of everybody already. You I mean, do not trust me. Start. Well, I mean, as long as if I'm on the ground, maybe like uh, <laughs> I had a, a friend years ago. Who uh, used to do something called the Beer Olympics? Oh, no. Uh, where <laughs> basically, buying track and field day with drinking lots of beer, and you'll get a recipe for fun and disaster. <laughs> oh, and uh, one particular event was the wheelbarrow race. Yeah. But you had to chug an entire, like, cup of beer hmm. before doing someone being, someone having wheelbarrow down the floor. And then you get to the other end, and then you both drink another cup of beer, and then do the other person look up the other end of the lawn. So the partner I had in that race. He was already pretty wasted at this point, and I wasn't too far off myself, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was the wheelbarrow man first, like the person on the ground. And I'm like, like you said, pretty like you described, like, gur, 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 like yeah, yeah, digging yeah. across the ground. Yeah. Got to the other side, drank the beer, and it was his turn. He was like barely able to coordinate himself to do it. I was like, oh, I'm tired for this. You're losing us the race. I grabbed his foot, and I dragged him across the oh, lawn. <laughs> like ran. Full steam ahead, I dragged him, and I have no shame in that Feel No shame. It's like how are you gonna do wheelbarrow race and you can't even get your hands to work. I don't want to lose because of you. This story is biz- is insane. I can't, It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I missed that. And it was like oh, we had like a freak. I had a race around the house, like a relay race around the around the house. Yeah, I leapt over the guy's car. I read that new phrase. I vaulted over the car. I didn't jump over. It. I vaulted over the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had like a like a freaking like a jungle gym sort of like maze because of course when you're adults and drunk a jungle gym is hard to navigate Uh, there's a lot of weird fun things like i miss it the thing i hated the most though was just the simplest thing of all the things related to beer was like the beer drink off where you had like a team of like four people and you had to drink two pictures of beer before the other team could and i really wanted to win and everyone else was like not doing anything. I was like, "Give me that thing!" I took a whole pitcher, just like downed it. Like, burp, 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 burp. done. If you three can't drink a pitcher of beer, I'm kicking all. Of you. I snapped. I was ridiculously into this, the concept of winning this field day. I don't know why. This is why, you, that's
0: just why we're so into board games because it's like it's oh, it's a fun silly thing. It's we all get together, but then like we get deadly serious for like a like a good hour or two. And then we're oh, absolutely yeah. And then we're back to normal. It's like, how did I lose this? So you wanna hang out tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. You do you wanna try this again? Or you to do something else? We do something else. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. but as soon as it gets like slightly competitive, you, me, and Christy get really serious.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where Scorched Earth comes into play. Scorched Earth! Like, <laughs> don't don't bother Purnell right now. He's gone. <laughs> he is gone. Well, um, if you'd like to
0: learn more about the show, get a full track listing from this episode and getting access to all of our episodes, please go to our website, www.rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you want to say hi or hello, or you're doing great, or you're doing poorly, or you rapping bad, please send us an email to our email address, rhythmandpixels
2: at hotmail.com. And with that said, I will say, if you are having a rough time of it, <laughs> no jokes, Feel free to write in. I mean we'll talk. I mean, no shame in it. And sometimes it's good just to vent. Yeah, you can leave us a comment on YouTube. We'll respond
0: to it, maybe. Maybe.
2: I oh, don't do it on YouTube yeah. because now you're letting the whole world know how you're doing. You don't yeah. want to get that. Well, this is just this is just between you and me. <laughs> Everybody can read a comment section. Yeah, no, <laughs> Just it's write a, the it's letter.
0: A, it's a private comment. And everyone else is they see that it's private and they're supposed to, to click away from it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'll uh, that'll yeah, work.
0: That'll work. It's on our system. Um, and if you'd like to support the show, uh, the best thing you can do is just to share it, tell people about it, or to share it on your Twitter or or Facebook or wherever you are. Just yeah, you know, just tell skywrite them. it. Yes, yeah, skywrite it. You can um, put it, put a message in a bottle, throw it in the ocean, hope it gets to stay. Give, give
2: thanks for that Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Thanks for all of those things. Um, we we also go to our Patreon at Patreon dot com slash Rhythm and Pixels, so you get access to. Uh, live uh, ex- uh, Patreon exclusive live stream shows, and you also get access to all our episodes without commercials. So, and we also like to thank the members of our Patreon at the highest levels at the end of every episode. So, we want to thank thank you very much, Brooke. Thank you very much, Corey. and thank you, Khalid. All three of you. Thank you so so much for continuing to support our, our little show. That means much a whole lot. To us. Very much appreciated. Um, we also want to thank Kristen GameFan44. Thank you to Martyrus host of the ReVGM podcast. Thank you. Mike Myers, Ant Master, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos of the Heroes 3 podcast, a podcast about Asian cinema and Kung Fu movies. Thank you to Chris Weisner, a.k.a. Musashi219. This means oh, uh, a whole well, lot to us. Thank yeah. you very much um, for, for for being a supporter of our show, financially. Uh, thank you to Chris. And just Chris. being a good person. Yeah. Fantastic person. I, I, we got to have him back. He was like one of my favorite guests. Uh, thank you to Christopher Sentrum. No, he, okay, okay. I, they can't get into a fight. Christopher Sentrum was also a fantastic guest. Um, they could
2: both be on the show
0: What so, uh, uh,
2: battle of musical pick <laughs> <fake joy. laughs> I'm going
0: through these people like, wow, a lot of these people have been on our show. Uh, thank you very much to Davey Cakes, David Good, David Taylor. It's a lot of Daves, the three Daves. Uh, thank you to Enchilada Rigole. Thank you to Harold Howard, Triple Jeff, Justin Schneider, host of the XVGM radio, Keith Chesterman. Rage Cage, host of the VG Emporium podcast, which I'm, I'm recording next week, finally. <laughs> he was like, Ooh. hey, you talked about it on your show. I forgot. We should do this, right? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I, I dropped the ball on it. Um, I you. love
2: the fact that as he triggered it for it to actually happen, so you guys are going to get this yeah, done. Yeah,
0: well, if you speak it into existence. Wait. You know, will this be his 100th episode that I, you're on? I think so, yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll try to promote it every way, which way we can on our, on our uh, pages and stuff. So thank you to Reinhardt Silkova, Steve Miller, Taco, and Zach Thornbach. Thank you all very, very much. Thank all of you and, and many more
2: for continuing to support our show. It means a whole lot to us. We greatly we greatly appreciate yeah. it. It's one of the, especially in the recent year, we've been like off and on, shaky, shaky. And you guys have still been very much on board with us despite our challenges. So... You're awesome and very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah. It's just we've never we've never
0: experienced this level of, like, pool in our schedules before. And so um, just getting it in and, and having the energy to do it. Because it's not just making the time. There's a lot of energy that goes into this. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that, that, that's a whole, whole lot. But, yeah, we're getting into it. So that's why we're recording this extra episode. Um, we haven't been weekly for a while. But I know you're going to be away in Florida. And then we have Thanksgiving coming up, which takes up. You know our usual time, so um, there's a lot going on,
2: but um, we'll make it happen I mean, when we yeah, can
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the music. The, this past two episodes, I've really enjoyed the music on, so um, we
2: also got to go back and mind the threats. I feel like there's times where like people, generally martyrs, or or last weekend, will just like randomly go episode topic, oh, Discord, go on, yeah, pressure, no yeah, we,
0: yeah. If you have if you want to like yell at us and shout random topics at us, go to our Discord. Discord's a great way to do that <laughs> because we we look at it all the time. I look at it a lot, um, but I don't always have a lot of things to say. So I'm like the one person in the world who looks at the internet and says, "I don't have a whole lot to say." Uh,
2: no, that's a good thing. More, I guess you're saying you're the like, one. More people
0: should, which is funny like- considering that there's like hours and hours of hundreds of hours of my voice and your
2: voice on the internet. Well, that's just it, though. Like, what was it? Like, I'm not going to say the topic because it's a very sensitive topic, but there is a very prominent topic out there in media land and globally. And uh, people, a lot of people want to have opinions on it. And I had to tell a friend of mine who's like really engaged. I was like, look, i am be honest with you. I'm intentionally withholding any sort of opinion because quite frankly, I don't have enough information to make an informed opinion yeah. on this topic And it's amazing how much better a lot of scenarios would be if more people were willing to just say, you know, I'm not well enough, I'm not informed enough about (laughs) this to make a statement.
0: I agree, Um, and especially if you're on a very on a topic that everyone has very, very, very strong opinions about. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to just throw anything out there. So that's that's my two cents. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have two in remembers this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm
2: Pernell. Have a great week. Have a great holiday. And remember, the first thing we just said, but also, track and field, field day, it's all about schools trying to come up with ways to get kids to be active, using activities that they could perceive as fun, as opposed to being required or instructed or what have you. Um, it's almost like in a lot of respects, a lot of adults have kind of forgotten what that feeling is as adults. You hear people say things like, I'll run when a dog is chasing me, <laughs> or... Any sort of thing that just gets to say, I just never want to move, ever. And hey, it's your prerogative. Do whatever you want. It's your life. But I'm definitely just saying, does not pay. And it does catch up with us all eventually. Find fun reasons to get active. You have dance games, rhythm games. Hell, throw a ball across your lawn, chase it. And then throw the ball back across the lawn and chase it again. Play fetch with yourself. I don't know. Uh, Just come up with ways to get yourself moving if it's an embarrassment thing move when no one's looking dancing is always fun just move to a beat of some sort I don't have rhythm whatever who cares move to your bad rhythm it's still friggin fun the important part is you sweat a little bit you get a little engaged and you just don't let yourself go into like a non-active slump because it doesn't pay off and quite frankly personally I feel like you're missing out on some aspects of fun that you could have if you just let yourself get moving. So have a field day with yourself all the time. I'm stopping there. Oops.